Hello, my friend. I hope you're as excited to read the Word of God today as I am. Listen, we're about to enter a section here in Matthew chapter 5 that is pretty confusing to understand. And I want to do my best to help you grasp a hold of that today as I learn to grasp a hold of that. We're going to be talking about the importance of morals and why we do what we do. Principle, your principle is why you do what you do. Your moral is what you do. The principle is why you do it. The moral is what you do. Jesus is wanting to help us to reattach our morals, what we do, to our principle, why we do it. Let's jump in and read this section together. It comes here in Matthew chapter 5, verse 17. He says, Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. For truly I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not an iota, not a dot will pass from the law until all is accomplished. Therefore, whoever relaxes one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does them and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Wow, this seems almost confusing, doesn't it? It's like Jesus is telling us, if listen, if you don't go back and obey all the Ten Commandments, you're not going to heaven. Well, that's not what he is saying here. And let's work our way backwards through this section. Let's start in verse 20. For I tell you, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. The scribes and the Pharisees had everything spelled out on a checklist, and they checked everything off, but they never dealt with the heart of the law. That's what Jesus attacked them with. You deny the heart of the law, and you heap heavy loads upon your disciples. So they made the law very hard to follow with lots of little details, the devil's in the details, and they ignored the heart of the law. Jesus came to reverse that. Teach us the heart of the law and then let all of the details work themselves out from there. So when he talks about our righteousness exceeding the Pharisees, he's not talking about exceeding in an upward motion of details, He's talking about it exceeding in the backward motion of foundation. The Pharisees have no foundation of why they do what they do. They just heap heavy loads because it helps them stay in power. It makes you feel like you're nothing and worthless, and it makes them feel amazing because they do their checklist. Jesus says, that's not why I have come. I have not come to heap heavy loads of details on people. I have come to reattach what you do to why you do it. And what is the great principle Christ taught us then? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. That's why Jesus came. That's the great law. It's also called the law of Christ. So when we talk about the law and Jesus erecting the law or Jesus saying, uh, I've not come to abolish the law, but to fulfill the law. He's teaching us, I have come to reconnect what you do with why you do what you do. 
because that has been separated by the scribes and the Pharisees. They no longer live according to a principle of loving God and loving their neighbor. They live for a wrong principle and a bad principle. And they are using the morals that they live by to build up a bad principle. Does that make sense to you? That can happen very easily, my friend. You know, I, as a parent with children, I have, I have rules in our house that we set. And these rules were set so that we can love each other and serve each other and be happy. But if I want to, I can change the heart of that law, the principle of not loving and serving each other. I could change a little bit to these laws are given to make your life miserable and to keep me in power over you as a parent. Did you clean your room? Did you pick up your things? I am your father. You do what I say. Pick up your toys now. I'm the dad. Don't forget it. And see, when I have that kind of a spirit about me, I have detached what we do from why we do it. Hey, kids, here's how it should be. Remember, we want to pick up our toys so that other people don't trip on them and hurt themselves. Hey, kids, remember, we want to clean our room every day so that it doesn't get really bad and mommy has to come in and do it all herself again. That's not kind to mommy. Remember to pick up your things in the morning. Guys, come on. Remember, we want to love our neighbor as we love ourselves. Let's love mommy by keeping our rooms clean. Let's love daddy by picking up your little cars on the floor so daddy doesn't break his back again. Let's love daddy. <laughs> but, but even that little example... As Christians, we can detach what we do from why we do it, if we're not careful. And when you do that, that's when you go down the road of the Pharisee. We don't want to go down that road. We want to be like Jesus. So Jesus says, he starts out, Do not think that I have come to abolish the law. I have not come to abolish it, but to fulfill it. And he wants us to know that because... I can see how you can listen to Jesus and think, oh, he doesn't want us to live by a law. He wants us to be just free and happy to do whatever we want. No, that's that's not it. He doesn't want us to be, in, be free and happy to do whatever we, we want. He wants us to be free and happy to be led by the Spirit to love our neighbors, ourselves, and, of course, love him first. That is beautiful. And then whatever you do, do it with all of your heart and do it from that principle. So he's not come to abolish, but he has come to fulfill. And what does it mean to fulfill? That means to finish up. The law was incomplete. The law we read in the Old Testament and the rules and the things on how to live was incomplete there. And Jesus is saying, I am the fulfillment of those things. This is why we don't sacrifice animals anymore as Christians, because Jesus was the great sacrificial lamb. So he completed the law of animal sacrifice. So we no longer do animal sacrifice, not because he tore it down and said it was a bad thing. It's because he completed it by being the lamb of God. The Christian no longer prepares 
bread on a table as showbread for the presence of God to worship him. Because Jesus said, I am the bread. I am the bread of life, the bread that came down from heaven. So he was the completion of the law and the showbread. So we no longer do that. Not because we think it's bad and Jesus tore it down, but because Jesus came to fulfill it. And in these moral laws about treating other people with love and kindness and respect, Jesus hasn't come to abolish those either. Jesus has come to fulfill them. And what that means is to do them for us on our part at the cross so that we can be fully righteous, to show us the example of how we can love our neighbor as he loved and laid down his life, and and also to give us the Holy Spirit so that we can truly attach what we do to why we do it. We love God and we love others. Well, in the next few days, we're going to go into this section here in the next few verses, Jesus gets into the nuts and the bolts and the practical of how we love our neighbors now. How do we love them in this way? How do we love them in this situation? How do we love them in this situation? He gets very specific in our life. It might get a little uncomfortable for us, but as we work our way through these next several verses over a few days, we're going to be able to see what we do as an expression of why we're living. Did you get that? We're going to see what we do as an expression now of why we're living. And oh, if you can reconnect this, my friend, with the love of God, the sacrifice of God, it is a beautiful thing. And your righteousness is going to exceed that of the Pharisees. It's going to be beautiful. You're going to be a beautiful person. You're going to be walking and living this out as you grow more and more in your life. Others are going to be blessed by you. It's an awesome thing. You know, it's really easy to spout off your mouth about morals sometimes and calling yourself super moral. And we see this displayed in the world around us. Uh, you know, I think one of the reasons we get so frustrated with politics is because we see politicians say one thing out of one side of their mouth and then do another. Or one political party will say something and stand up for something and then not stand up for it the next day, right? It's like it's like the law they live, the morals they live, are not attached to a principle. They are attached to a principle. They're attached to the principle of power. People outside of Jesus tend to attach their morals to the principle of power. I will treat others and do others however I can to gain power. But if I can't gain power, then I will change my morals to gain power. I know what I just said might be a little hard to understand. If you can grasp that, great. If you can't, great. That's fine. Listen, you're awesome. God's awesome and he'll guide you. But just be sure that in your own life, you're not asking the question, what is in it for me? Because there's going to be times where your principles are going to ask you to lay down your life. Again, what you're doing at times will become very difficult to do because that principle of loving your neighbors yourself is going to ask you to lay down your life. Jesus said, said, no greater love 
than this, than that a man lays down his life for his friends. And he said, you are my friends to his disciples. I'm about to lay down my life for you. Your principles of loving God and loving your neighbor are going to lead you sometimes to lay down your life for your wife, for your husband, for your children, for your neighbors, and even for your enemies. And we need to be prepared to do that. That's where Jesus is leading us in this next chapter. Are you willing to lay down your life for those around you? And not just let what you do be an expression of your desire for power, but let what you do be an expression of the Holy Spirit in you that is leading you to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength and love your neighbor as yourself. Thank you, Lord, for these sweet words. You've not come to abolish the law, but you've come to complete and fulfill it. Complete and fulfill it, Jesus, Holy Spirit, in me today and help me to love my neighbor as myself. I know it won't be easy, but you're with me to help me. Have a blessed day, my friend.